Welcome back to Range Anxiety as we're closing out my beautiful summer holiday break and it's back to work dealing with crackle tune cocks and oh well it happens no all of my customers are good it's just the odd ones that you know ring 52 times on public holidays wanting their vnv6 uh, computer unlocked well you can't lock them there you go you heard it here first on range anxiety what you do the best way to unlock them is to throw them off the end of brighton jetty blub 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 the old edward woodward as it goes to the bottom Thank you to the Beatles for Day Tripper. Because, yeah, I feel like a bit of a tripper today. Um, you know, I'm actually pretty sad because what happens, particularly when you're an old fart like me, is when you start to get to the end of your break, it's like the days just accelerate and they go and they go and they go. And, like, you know, you think, okay, seven days to go, six days to go. Then you open your eyes, three hours to go. And it's like, what have I done? Well, I've done heaps of stuff. You know, I've driven around heaps. Um, Played a lot of golf, walked the dog, done, you know, all sorts of crazy things. Had fun with Lisa, even though she will not get on a podcast. Showbags did ring her the other night, though, and say, uh, where is it? We're all waiting for it. And people's going, and Lisa's like, people don't listen to that shit, do they? You know, she's just playing coy. Yes, they do. And I wanted to show her some things and uh, then get her on here for her opinion. But no, alas, she's busy. She's got a very busy, busy social life, so that couldn't be done. So, yeah, you're just putting up with me again, and Paul would be back at work now. Thank goodness. About time he did some. Um, but I'm bringing it to you today. So I've had, you mate, you wouldn't have noticed, so I've been cutting and shutting and doing all sorts of things, but I've had terrible problems with interference in the car again lately. So today, I'm actually plugged into, I actually pushed in at the uh, Burnside Village uh, destination charger, and I'm sitting on the charger um, with the... Um, high voltage interlock enabled in the car and I'm wondering if that's going to ground the car somehow or you know make it less of a Faraday cage in fact it's only a slow AC charger I don't think it even does energize the high voltage interlock circuit in the car which is oh well so it's probably going to do nothing but it's we're inside a concrete bunker as well um, which kind of helps so there's all sorts of things I've changed up today to see if to see if the sound quality is any better I mean it doesn't really bother me because very, very shortly we're going to YouTube, so, you know, this sound quality thing can just stick itself up its own bum. Um, so today I took um, Herman out for a drive, Herman the German, I took it through the hills and, you know, shifted it up and down through all its gears and gave it some big revs and some small revs. And, you know, that old 507, edition 507, it's a pretty cool car. It looks good. The doors close with a really solid, you know, dunk. There's no flimsiness to the car at all and the carpets are like, you know, made of bloody special German things and the leather's good and smelly and very creaky, mind you. But she's a good car, old Herman. Um, but, you know, archaic in lots of ways. It, it's very Atari in the way that a new Land Cruiser is 20 years behind um, anything else in technology. And, yeah, extremely thirsty. I think I did 50 kilometres today without stopping. It was a very energetic drive. But uh, it was averaging 16 litres per 100, which isn't, you know, isn't bad. I know, look, now I've got stupid time-sensitive messages coming up, even though I thought I was in aircraft mode, but oh, well, who cares? Um, maybe that's why it said time-sensitive. Yeah, so, you know, it's not a bad old car to drive, but it's super thirsty and super pointless. It just sounds good and 
you know, it's the perfect combination of car. You know, it's got the historic plates that match the model um, of the vehicle. So as a combination, it's, you know, priceless, I suppose you could say, because the plates aren't for sale. And those of you that go, well, historic plates, who cares? <laughs> there is a, they hold their value and appreciate a better than Bitcoin. You heard it here first, kids, on Range Anxiety, and certainly better than anything from Stellantis, even though I do actually have a set on the Stellantis um, Jeep Wrangler. The TJ has got a set of historic plates, so, you know, there you go. Feeding caviar of pigs. Yep, typical of anything to do with, you guessed it, Stellantis. Um, I didn't say it. Now... For the oyster farmers out there, because I know you're all, you know, all you shucking one back at the nasal diner, you, you do you do like to hear about, you know, tech. You know, you've got your little screen that's about five centimetre by five centimetre, and it's got like a 45 degree view on it in your new Forby. And, you know, shovels rattling away on the roof don't interfere with the navigation because it's done off a CD, you know, one of them things. Now, you might laugh, all you internet Telstra wankers, but when the Great Reset happens, and when, like, Elon Biden finally lets Obama out, internet's getting switched off, and if you don't have CDs, you're fucked. So there you go. You heard that here first on Stellantis Radio. I do know a guy with a Land Cruiser that is collecting everyone's CDs um, just in case Elon Biden uh, turns the interwebs off. But what's he going to do for porn? You see, he hasn't thought that through, has he? Hey? Right. Um, yeah, the tech thing is, like, as you probably know, and I've probably said it already, I, I may or may not have, uh, we had an Easter egg inside the holiday update, which gave us enhanced autopilot. And what enhanced auto, what Elon said is, you got this for 30 days, happy holidays. And after 30 days, which is at about 15 days time, it's going to switch off. But if you ha it's a $5,000 or $6,000 package, I think, in Australia, if you want to buy it. Like, hell, hell's bells. Oh, holy macaroni. And what it does is it takes your normal autopilot, which is a pretty good auto steer, you know, vision-based um, cruise control system, I suppose, but a super advanced one, um, and adds a whole shitload of extra functionality to it. And what Elon's doing is he's dangling the carrot for 30 days, and if you like it, you buy it. If not, it switches off and boom, just disappears from your car. I mean, we never asked for it, so you don't have to use it. But it's pretty cool as an insight to see what full self-drive, you know, this is just scratching the surface, is going to be like. So, of course, I've been out playing with it, you know. Like one of my oyster mates, when they discovered that one of their CDs has actually got Sammy Fox on it. <laughs> there you go. You've got to be old to know who that is. Um I've been playing with every function because, you know, I'm supposed to be some sort of Telstra authority and I'm supposed to be able to know what number to dial when you ring me up and say my Telstra doesn't do this. So, you know, absolutely, I've been playing with it. Now, the first thing I always wanted to fiddle with because it's just pure pure showboating. In fact, I haven't found any of it useful, right? And, you know, to, to hear me, oh, Donna Nee would never criticise that Elon Obama dude because... He he's a fanboy and oh, sorry, just had to swallow one. And he he just loves that shit. Well, I'm going to be a bit critical. Would I pay six grand for um, enhanced autopilot? Hell no. It does a heap of cool shit, right? 
But there's only one thing, there's only one thing I've found that I would actually use in my daily life, right? And I wouldn't use it that often. I might use it once every month on average. I've used it a bit over the Christmas break, and I'll explain. It has this feature called Summon, where you can park the cars parked in a car park within a 12 or 15 metres of you, whatever it is, you can set the, the distance. It will reverse out of the car park and come to you, which is pretty cool if it's raining, or if someone's jammed you in, um, tight, and if they have jammed you in tight and they haven't door banged you, then use summon. If they're door banging you, use a sledgehammer on their car while you're jumping on the roof and the hood. But yeah, um, summon is really, really cool, um, but really useless because unless you're jammed in that tight, it's pointless. And this is Adelaide, I don't do a lot of shopping center parking, and when I do at Burnside, as you know, it's a double width park, so it's really useless. Where it is useful, right? Is showing off to your friends and making stupid videos that you can upload upload on the Mark Zuckerbook. And if you're in a tight car park at home, now what I used to have to do is my back's cooked at the moment. If I want to take Herman the German out, I've either got to, uh, because those things have got doors about a metre long and about 100 kilos heavy, and the first click is about at 45 degrees. Now my garage, it's really tight to the Telstra, but... The first click is well past where the Tesla door is, right? No, good. You've got to be some sort of magician. And if your back's cooked, getting in and out of the bends is almost impossible. This is where summons good. I just walk out to my driveway and you've got forward and reverse like a remote control car. I just go reverse the Tesla out so I can walk in and get in the, the bends. And then I reverse the bends out because I'm driving it. And sitting in the bends, I drive the Tesla back into its parking spot. That is cool. And that I would pay at least a hundred bucks for, because you see the bends doesn't get used that often. And when half of the time it gets used, it will be um, Lisa D driving it, and she's a lot more flexible than I am, and just hops in and out of it without smashing the door into the poor old Telstra. When the Jeep's in there, when when the Tesla's at work, and I might be driving the Leaf, well that thing's so narrow you can swing the door full on the bends. It doesn't really matter. So there's one use for it. Um, Navigate on autopilot is cool, which means when it gets onto a, a route, a route where it where it knows the road and it's been mapped basically an enabled route, it will do some cool shit. It'll do lane changes. It'll overtake. It'll 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 um take off ramps. It is it is pretty darn cool. And you know the, in Adelaide the, the freeways, the Southern Expressway, the Northern Motorway, it'll do all that shit and it's cool. And you don't have to waggle the steering wheel as much um to let it know that you're there. So that is pretty cool, right? Um, and yeah, I did enjoy that. But the first time it changes lanes, you think it's going to pile you straight into the sidewall. It is unnerving till you learn to trust it. Um, there are several different options you can have from, you know, weak, chill, average, aggressive, and Mad Max. Would you believe Mad Max is a setting in the, in the setup on the screen? Which is, and you know, it jumps around a little bit and it, and it can be confusing. When your steering was vibrating at you and it wants to jump between lanes and it knows what it's doing, but until your brain's, you know, really switched onto it, it becomes quite a bit of an, oh, shit, shit, oh, oh yeah, yeah, oh, oh, you know, confirm, uh, press up, and, you know, you got to set your settings up right and then learn to trust it, and it becomes pretty seamless. However, having said that, this is Adelaide, South Australia. 
there's not too much in the way of traffic at the best of times, um, particularly on freeways. I mean, there is, but you just drive around it. You just drive like a like a normal folk. And yeah, so that ain't particularly ain't particularly useful to me. So no, 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 Elon Trump. I won't be giving you six grand, you wanker, um, for that. And then there's Auto Park, which is kind of hidden in the software, right? But when you're going slow enough past a park and alongside you, so perpendicular to you, when you're doing under, I think it's 12 or 13 k's an hour, this little P button comes up on the screen. And if you press the little P button, you stop, press the P button, it'll say shift the reverse and press start to continue. And a little start button comes up, press to continue. The thing will make its best attempt at a reverse park without smashing into anything around it. Now, it does it pretty much like a, sometimes it does it good. Most of the time, it does it like a drunk 14 year old that's never driven a car. It's very snatchy at the wheel. It goes back and forth a lot. It, it, you know, sometimes it gets it right and sometimes other times it doesn't. And yeah, it's quite, it's quite confusing. Um, I sort of learned how to work with it so that it does the right thing. Um, but you've got to, you got to think like a computer and that, that's a whole, that, that's a whole thing about it. I made a few videos and I've worked out it's the distance you sit away um, from the edge of the park and um, the visibility of the lines of the park. There's a whole heap of things that make it respond differently. And once I worked out how the code worked, I was able to do a better job of uh, making it work seamlessly in one shot rather than getting all confused and doing about a 30 point turn to make it work. Okay, so yeah, that's that's the whole thing about this upgrade and this software is you've got to you, you've got to kind of imagine full self driving's the same. You've actually got to think like a coder. So in terms of think like if the car's doing this, what would be the next thing that the neural net wants to see, or what type of input, or what position should I start this in so that all of the frame painting and frame merging in the software makes sense? If you can do that. The thing almost self-drives perfectly on EAP and also parks perfectly and summons perfectly. If you give it like an edge case where it's a bit rough and it's a bit hard for the AI to, to paint the rest of the image together, then it can have a few problems. But it won't, it won't actually jam into anything. It'll just kind of freak out and just stop. I mean, not when it's changing lanes. I mean, when it's doing a slow summon or a slow park. So yeah, I'm not paying a six grand for that, okay? Okay, Elon Howard, you wanker. You've got enough money, even though if you listen to everyone on them Fox News and all that really accurate stuff, it says you're worth 50% less this year, right, your car company, because you've got something to do with Telstra's or Tweeting Birds or something, mate. Well, what, you know... The journalists that just read the internet and quote other people's tweets, what they haven't told you is that pretty much every car company's lost about the same amount this year, and not every one of them has a lunatic CEO that buys social media platforms. It's called, everybody wait for it, it's called the macro environment. And that's the same one that's putting your interest rates up through the roof. It's not Mr. Elon fucking Albanese doing it, is it? It's called world macro economics and that's from someone that has no idea about economy hence i own a 6.2 liter Benz uh, that drinks like 
I don't know, I'm trying to think of, oh, Stricker, what a wine tasting. There you go. So, yeah, other good news before we go today, and hopefully this is a really nice, quiet epicast. It's probably not. It's probably going to be shit, and I'm probably going to have to get Justin to de-hiss it. He's going to hate me before too long. Um, the plaid has now, in this quarter, because it is Q123 now, has made its way. It's done. It's being rolled out in Europe. It's now made its way to China. And normally what will happen is once the Chinese demand, well, is, is sort of satiated, and I'm not sure what the demand there is going to be, it's probably going to be bloody epic, which means we'll never see the stupid thing. We will be next. They're making their way through Asia and Oceania now. The only real trick here is that the UK hasn't seen any. I'm not sure what their rules are, but I know they're right-hand drive country like Australia. I think you can also register and drive left-hand drive. I think. I may well be wrong. I think maybe uh, that was an, uh, a Euro EU thing um, that you could drive left-hand drive cars because the rest of Europe is left-hand drive, you know, once you went through the channel or whatever. I'm not sure. No one's seen a right-hand drive one yet, but, you know, demand is softening now after a couple of years, as you would expect in the States. So they can feed them to Europe. They can feed them to um, Asia and Oceania. We will be next in Australia. So Q1, Q2, China... It's got to be Q3, Q4, Australia. Just has to be. So, you know, take my word for it. If you look at how they've rolled out the other S's and X's over the years, this is kind of how it goes. Normally, we didn't have that China obstacle in the way, but, well, not as big as it is now since the Tesla are a well-known name and there's something like over 10,000 superchargers for charging in China. Now, yep, you've got that, over 10,000. Incredible, hey. Yeah, that Elon Hawk, he reckons he can put in all the charges, wanker. Um, <laughs> I hope everyone likes that little sort of... It's better than constantly going Snodder Eater and Stellantis. You know, anything's got to be better than that, right? So, yeah, that's going to be next. I mean, obviously, the big news this year and what I, what I, all my friends, fans, flogs and flat earthers are all, you know, uh, rubbing themselves on the shoulder eagerly about is Cybertruck is coming online this year. It looks like something like an email a Nigerian prince would send you. That's never happening. Not just because it doesn't look like any other conventional old pile of shit on wheels, you know, with the big grill and the side pipes and mud flaps and, you know, CDs from Kenny Wodges. Doesn't mean it's not going to exist. In fact, I'm prepared to bet anyone that wants to bet my Telstra against any other thing of equal value they've got that Cybertruck will hit the roads in 2023. Come at me, bro. All right? And uh, don't make me get Greta involved, will you? Small dick energy mofos. And with that, I'm going to say a goodbye from Martin at Range Anxiety.